ओम सहनावबतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यम करवावहै तेजस्विन्नावधीतमस्तुमा विद्विशावहै ओम शांति 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 so yesterday we saw lord prajapati's answer and uh, to the question a uh, very important question of the vadakhilyas and we are still in the middle of it yeah so what does he how does he start he starts by saying that they you know that what they are talking about and of course we got uh, <laughs> we had to explain uh, one word the whole class took one word and what was that word we were explaining in the answer hmm you who thought there would be a quiz right in the beginning of class yeah uparistha upari meaning upwards the one who is remaining upwards you know uparistha yah vavakhila uparistha and so upwards means on top on top of what <laughs> you know really speaking this shows us the limitation of the language here the language itself is is so uh, limited you have to put it in a certain way but which way we don't know and uh, each word that you use has to come with a certain uh, you know um caveat has to come with explanation has to come with all kinds of ifs and buts and you know because and and to you know confound matters even further what is happened here that there are many traditions which which actively um what's the word for it subscribe to this philosophy of bhagavan or our god being upari living somewhere up so you see the our problem is uh, compounded by the fact that a number of organized religions what do they do they are taking this uparistha literally and so therefore we have to uh, you know we have to uh, give a lot of uh, commentary on this word uparistha so i want to look uh, in uh, you know in parts to at the bhashya here and uh, see what it says and here it says that yaha yoha khalu uparistha eva and he explains swami ramatirtha explains what does he explain you know sarvasya prapanchasya upari nishprapanje स्वरूपे वेरी साउंड एक्सप्लेनेशन वेरी नाइस एक्सप्लेनेशन एंड व्हाट इज द एक्सप्लेनेशन हियर दैट दिस दिस भगवान दैट यू आर आस्किंग दिस दिस बीइंग दिस सेंशियंट बीइंग हु इज लेंडिंग इट्स सेंशियंस टू एवरीथिंग दैट मूव्स एंड लेंडिंग इट्स प्रेजेंस टू एवरीथिंग दैट मूव्स एंड डजंट मूव एंड इट्सल्फ is free of all that moves and doesn't move nishprapanchah means 
uh, you know standing apart from what from the din of samsara unafflicted by samsara ityarthaha so unafflicted by samsara nishprapancha means prapancha means that which is made up of five elements now try to think of one thing in the universe that doesn't is not made up of five elements you know ice cream well ice cream is also made up of five elements <laughs> there is water correct and uh, there is you know all kinds of things are there there is air because you have to beat a lot of air for it to become fluffy and uh, you know soft there is air there is all kinds of things there and you need fire to boil the milk and everything and uh, you know all these things so so therefore there is nothing in the universe that is outside of the five elements because the five elements along with space and time become a matrix which as though envelop and embrace all the things in the universe and affect all the things in the universe and as long as one is subject to this thing called prapancha the five elements and the their derivatives thereof then one is also subject to time and the the vagaries of time space yeah so space means that space itself is an element and time you know is is uh, is not an element but it it goes along with space so if it is if one is prapanchita means one is you know crafted you know by the five elements let's say a body uh, or a name or a form that is crafted by the five elements is infused by the five elements is subject to deterioration yeah but how will it deteriorate the five elements themselves start to become the you know what's that the deteriorating fact factors so first they create they are helpful in creating a particular thing and then they act upon that and make it go bad yeah like even the food kept in the fridge when in the previous janma <laughs> that's all <laughs> so let's say you have an old thing in the fridge there is even one song one po children's poem like that peace pudding hot peace pudding cold you know and then what and then they say some like it hot some like it cold some like it in the pot 9 days old other than bacteria i don't know who likes it 9 days old but possible in these in these kali yuga times you know so if you keep something for 10 9 10 days in the fridge you see that it is even though it is kept in the fridge meaning it's it's kept in the chiller it is not subject supposedly supposedly you are keeping it away from aushnyam from the fire element in the form of the sun and the heat acting upon it delays but even that's not enough because then there are some fridge friendly or fridge defying bacteria that can start to grow mold can grow all kind all kinds of things can grow so what does that mean that means that the five elements which is there here what is acting upon it is water the water element is acting upon it and disintegrating the structure of the molecule the molecular structure of 
your favorite dish sitting forever in the fridge yeah so it has become a five star restaurant for or a nursery for the at the same time it's a nursery for the bacteria and a five star restaurant for the bacteria that that is how it is so the five elements themselves which are which the whole world this jagat and all the things in the jagat starting with your body is made up of start to act upon those very things that uh, you know that it made so you know air dries it out and then the water causes damage water includes moisture yeah you know that that humidity because that's what is the water element water causes damage fire sun causes damage and then uh, what else is left space causes damage that's why you have to have vacuum seal because as soon as there is space that space becomes a breeding ground for bacteria so that's why to to preserve things further there is a vacuum seal and air causes damage same thing so you remove the air you remove the space and then you seal the blessed packet and then it remains till you know your grandchildren have grandchildren it will, it will not go like this astronaut food you know you go to the uh, what is it, that uh, smithsonian museum and then you will see all this astronaut food from apollo times <laughs> all in packages <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> but so like this the five elements become a destructive aspect they are the first things that that come out in the form of come out means they are they are the first manifestations of bhagavan brahman jagat karanam and then in turn they are the raw material for everything and look at the irony and look at this beautiful order that they themselves then what happens to them they themselves start to fold in on the very things that they are made up of they they self destruct so anything that is made up of the five element self destructs and so therefore the bhashyakara you know very beautifully says what you know says something which is important here uh, says that the, the word uparistha should be taken to mean standing outside of existing outside of the active the destructive afflictive activity of the five elements which is you know which is what nothing but samsara because this destruction <laughs> is what we don't want correct why because the 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 uh, mind of every human being is hard wired for moksha moksha is nothing but that forever i want that forever now and forever so that forever that i'm looking for is is what is not in the five elements because the five elements are they they are ubiquitous ubiquitous means they are everywhere and you know and you you cannot escape the five elements and stuck in the five elements if bhagavan is also there part of the five elements that means that bhagavan becomes uh, uh, limited if bhagavan is limited then your nature is also limited <laughs> and then we have what in sanskrit is is called anirmoksha prasangah anirmoksha prasangah 
you know sounds good yeah you should you should learn this expression very nice anirmoksha prasangaha means a a, a a place a condition where you don't you, there is no moksha possible why even the jagat karanam is, is deteriorating you know and um, so this is you know i i won't put di- diacritics so you can uh, you can just look at it like that just in in the interest of time so anirmoksha prasanga means prasanga means a circumstance a, a, a situation where moksha is not possible and why is moksha what is moksha moksha means coming out of this space time matrix you know cognitively because you can't really step out of it physically unless you are in the black hole <laughs> yeah unless you are in some kind of a time warp you can't step out of this space time matrix literally so therefore you transcend it cognitively because without doing that the one is always feeling i am a samsari and i'm afflicted by samsara and therefore what this 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 cognitive uh, you know adjustment to seeing that samsara is i am not that which is afflicted by samsara so let us list off all the things that are afflicted by samsara which goes by the word i body so body product of five elements not afflicted by samsara insentient as a roadside cart we have already seen this you know yeah and this this uh, the fact that the body is just a you know a dead cart you know was told by our valakilyas uh, yeah we didn't you know uh we we have already seen that and so the body is not i why because it is subject to the ravages of the five elements the mind not i because the mind is also insentient unless it is you know shining in the borrowed and sometimes they say pratibimbita reflected light of bhagavan consciousness brahman however you want to put it mind is insentient you know mind buddhi mind includes buddhi ahankara chittam all the various faculties of the mind emotive faculty and then the you know the uh, thinking faculty the indecisive faculty the decisive faculty and the one who says all these belong to me and i am in charge the ego ahankara all this comes under the mind mind is sentient or insentient on its own insentient mind is subject to the five elements yes because the sukshma tatva of the five elements the subtle aspects of the five elements sattva etc you know make up the mind yeah so the gross aspects of the five elements make up the body and the subtle aspects make up the mind and this this whole thing where the from the subtle to the gross the whole five elements have been formed that itself is a huge discussion in the shastra called you know and uh, sukanya so pointed this out panchikaranam panchikaranam means the grossification of the five elements because in the beginning all the five elements appear in the form of what in the form in the very subtle form tanmatra tanmatra means subtle form so from the subtle to the gross and so even in the in the physical body there are the mind is subtle the body is gross and so again the gross body is made up of gross elements and the subtle body is made up of subtle elements very easy so it so the the, the mind is subject to the five elements correct yeah 
that's why you have to keep the brain going by taking ginkgo and ginseng and all the things that start with g <laughs> and hoping you know that uh, either start with g or end with g because if nothing uh, works then you get a 4g smartphone uh, because you can't remember anything that's what it is and so like this you know so the the, the subtle elements uh, so some everything that i consider i is subject to the vagaries of this time space uh, you know um, operation aka prapancha this is what is called prapancha and the prapancha is not equal to samsara for that a kind of a special thinking is needed <laughs> and what is that special thinking you know Uh, the special thinking is that i am a samsari i am as good as the body i am as good as the mind then only one the prapancha turns into samsara why for this jiva so the prapancha is benign it's just you know it's growing it is dying it is it is blooming just like in the wild you see some trees shrubs flowers you know they 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 take root just fed by the rains they take root and then you know they grow a small little sprout comes just two leaves so cute it looks like that just two leaves and then what and then it grows a little you know bigger then suddenly a deluge of rain comes dies off even before it has seen the light of day some seeds never sprout and some seeds sprout and then die off and then what some you know some grow you know maybe 2 3 feet high and then uh, you know eaten eaten by some animal hungry animals saw that oh nice little shrub just my size one calf came or one deer came baby deer and ate it all up and then it did not have the immunity to grow more leaves and did not have the prana to survive so it died or um, in another scenario it became a huge tree yielded fruits shade and everything and then died away you know so succumb to another storm and the lightning so like this the you know all these things keep happening in the natural world and even our world made up of human and uh, non human forms is also part of the natural world but again if we look at it objectively just like when you are looking at the forest you don't feel you know you you actually can admire it even when the the the, the hyena you know i'm giving the example of hyena because it's not cute <laughs> you know many even a baby lion cub very cute you can relate to it you feel like holding it not for very long perhaps but you know you, you know some kind of a petting instinct comes but when you look at a hyena jackal and uh, these kinds of things you know very difficult to 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 summon the petting instinct because they they don't look very cute even when they are they are babies there may be some exceptions but generally speaking they don't look cute like crocodiles etc you know so even if you see this hyena uh, running off uh, with a with a bunny rabbit in its mouth i mean you have a twinge like oh no why is it doing that but then you see that this is part of the whole natural thing because the hyena cannot help itself but be carnivorous and then the lion eats up the hyena 
and something else is you know another lion is waiting to fight with uh, this lion for territory's sake all this goes on you know goes on and then you have sudden moments where the lion refuses to harm something that is very vulnerable and you know small like a baby monkey that accidentally you know loosened the monkey grip it was holding on to its mother and then what happened it just loosened its grip it was looking down seeing this big lion there and it fell literally in the lap of this lioness and uh, of course there was the uh, national geographic is everywhere you know like google earth and <laughs> they had the cameras right there they had they had already been watching the lion the lioness and it and her family and the cubs were playing nearby the cubs were slightly bigger and uh, they were not uh, needing her so much and so perhaps she was having an empty nest syndrome <laughs> the cubs are playing with themselves they don't need me and then here is a ready made baby that <laughs> literally fell into her lap and then everybody waited and watched with bated breath because here you cannot go and reason with the lion you know what i think you should not eat it and uh, that would be really bad and besides the cameras are there it's it's a very bad uh, photo up please don't do that because all our viewers will be very very put off you can't go and reason with the lion neither can you go and snatch the baby and the mother also is looking from the you know from the tree making screeching noises but is unable to do anything because she is afraid for her life to go and take the baby away what to do now just wait and watch and that's what everybody did everybody waited and watched and to the shock of everyone the 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 lioness had no predatory instinct the baby was just a few days old and the baby being a baby monkey was very curious so it's it's uh, you know it's petting the you know lioness and trying to catch hold of the fur just like it did for the mother and it even took a handful of its mustache and was tugging at it and the lioness is sitting quiet and in fact gives the the baby monkey a hug a very tight hug and the baby monkey squeals and then she says oh you did like this hug okay maybe not so it just leaves it like that and then its babies the, the lion cubs come and try to smell this baby monkey and worry it and the mother the lioness turns against her own cubs and shoes them away hisses them away because she's protecting this baby monkey you know this is also part of nature sometimes you get you know prapancha shocks you <laughs> samsara shocks you then finally i think they uh, put a they threw a big uh, you know slab of meat and distracted the whole family along with the mother and the cubs and then the you know distraught monkey mother mother monkey took away the baby <laughs> that is the, the, that is what happened so these these kinds of things also happen but more likely what what happens the weaker you know bodies succumb to the stronger bodies and everything deteriorates and we are able to watch this in nature without any problem 
but we are not able to watch this happening in our own bodies because the identification is there that this body is I and that's when prapancha starts to become starts to become you know or look like samsara why me look at my body it's going you know like somebody came and said oh my wife needs lots of prayers I said what's the matter you know slightly elderly lady six you know in her 60s and what's the matter well you know she's having high blood pressure I said oh you know that's too bad yes we'll pray for her and the husband says I don't know where it came from I said what do you mean you don't know where it came from it's if you have blood you will have blood pressure high or low it will be there and as you age you know this is again a a what's the word for it a a, a matter of time a niyati in nature that the blood pressure increases with age this is part of life no but till yesterday she didn't have high blood pressure today she has high starting today she has high blood pressure i said did you check yesterday no <laughs> only today we had a doctor's you know annual checkup i said okay so how do you know it only started today <laughs> you just came to find out today it did start today you know it had already started a long time ago you happen to have a, a physical uh, with the doctor a physical checkup annual checkup and the doctor of course saw that you have high bp and gave some medication that it can be resolved through medication at least for some more time you know this itself is part of nature and so really speaking the more i am identified with the body mind sense complex the more there is an overdose of samsara samsara means sorrow and always one is missing the infinite because the infinite is oneself therefore identified with the finite one misses the infinite and therefore bhagavan here in the bhashya is described very beautifully as you know prapanchasya upari tishthati upari means beyond the five elements the one who who uh, is manifest as the five elements but it transcends that also you know just because how can one be manifest and transcend also because that's what it is everything that has name and form has the presence of bhagavan but bhagavan is not any particular name or form this is how to understand it and so prapanchasya upari tishthati and then what natasmin sthitah not part of this prapancha therefore not part of this samsara natasmin sthitah and then where sthitah then that we will you know uh, that we will uh, you know that we will see later where if it is not sthitah if it is not uh, situated in samsara sorry in the prapancha where is bhagavan that we will see presently but he gives another meaning for the word uparisthah let us look look at that natasmin sthitah kintu asangataya prapanchati iti prapanchatite asangataya prapanchatite iti arthah स्वस्वे स्थिते स्वचैतन्य आभासेन प्रपंचम प्रपंचम 
ಅಭಿಪ್ರಾಯಿಟಿಫುಲ್ಲಿಸನ್ So he says that two explanations. The first one we have already seen. And just to summarize, what was the first one? The first one was that the one who is not subject to the ravages of the five elements, who, stand, who is manifest as the five elements, uh, the five elements are not separate from whom, but who is not the five elements. Because the one who gives... the presence and the you know spurti uh, the know how for creating the five elements in fact is manifest as non separate from the five elements but the five elements are bhagavan bhagavan is not the five elements because bhagavan animates all names and forms has not become the five elements in the process so this is the upadana karanam is is vivarta upadana karanam technical term vivarta means the one who is vividham vartate without uh, undergoing any change swaswarupa aparityagena prapanchayati so creates without giving up his or, or her own nature so the all the one's nature as satchidananda and as that which is all knowledge all sentience is not given up and then what happens you know still able to you know animate all forms all names without becoming any one of them so that is the first meaning second meaning is what you know natasmin kintu asangataya prapanchatite asangataya prapanchayati prapanchatite means prapanchayati creates all right but asangataya uninvolved in the creation creates just like how you create the dream uninvolved as it were in the creation there is a the in the dream there is a spontaneity the dreams are based on you know memories and desires similarly the creation as we saw yesterday is based on the memory of the previous cycle of creation and the desire of the jivas not bhagavan's desire jeeva's desire to as though become many so that one has a place to eke out all the karmas so asangataya uninvolved in the creation not wanting things a certain way unlike when you build your house <laughs> when you build your house you have all these things because it is dream house and in the process of building the house the dream house becomes a nightmare <laughs> because what you want everything yeah including literally the kitchen sink you want everything you want the doors to be a certain way and uh, you you know what is there in a door no 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 there are these kinds of doors and especially in the west and there is that kind of a door and there is hollow door and this door and there is you know, all kinds of things the only thing the only condition the door should fulfill is that it can it should be ajar that's all it should it should open it should close that's all we need the door to do but no 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 they, these people spend sleepless nights choosing you know doors windows 
and this and that and then of course the plot the land and how the house should face and all the vastu experts are consulted and then what and then it should have so many windows and it should do this it should do that it should have the staircase here and staircase should not face the main door because then all the energy goes goes off and then even if you know if you can't help that you have to keep a mirror and some plant some good luck plant and the good luck plant keeps dying every two months <laughs> because this fellow this family has brown thumbs not green thumbs and then you know so you keep uh, you know building this house and you, you get gray hairs in the process you get gray hairs because you are <laughs> you are completely getting anxiety attacks over what over things that don't matter things you won't even think of and these doors you you chose with so much care down the road you won't even look at it as long as it shuts and opens enough who is going to look at it nobody is going to look at it and the walls have to be certain way and the ceiling has to reach the sky it's called vaulted ceiling it should just be 1 inch underneath the stratosphere that's how tall it should be and then it should be like this it should be like that and then it has to be you know this many bedrooms and the bedrooms should look a certain way and they should have not just a bathroom but they should have a closet that you are able to walk in cook you know and sleep a few people where in the closet <laughs> so like this this is how it, you know it should be and then this dream house becomes a nightmare because why one is not a sangha when one is building your dream house and then you know and then there are then there, and then there are all these other consideration ecological consideration every inch of the roof should be you know what should i say dotted with solar panels and where does this person live you know greenland that's all where hardly sun comes but you know i want a sun roof what is that solar panel roof yeah nine months of the year it doesn't work but nonetheless i want it and then there is should be all these ventilation systems and then this system and that system and then you know all kinds of things and so like this the dream house it becomes an instant and an unending nightmare because there is no asangatvam yeah asangata asangatvam means this this little space is not there one is so much involved one is just you know making everyone and around one and including oneself crazy because over things that don't matter you are spending so much time and so much attention and of course in the process you have some hearty fights with the significant other because the kind of door you want the significant other does not want what does the significant other want they want the opposite of what you want and so you have no asangatvam here in this example whereas you know bhagavan asangataya prapanchayati so while prapanchayati see this is again a very interesting situation because you know in the in in the mainstream theologies we hear god sat in heaven and created the earth don't now ask the question where was god before he made heaven then of course you are one is constrained to answer it must be hell where else 
then why did God create a hell for himself and for all of us? You know, like this we get, get into some kind of an illogical reasoning. So therefore the Bhashyakara here, this Bhashyakara, Ramatirtha, says that, you know, Svasvarupe sthite eva sanna prapanchayati. Residing in its own glory, this consciousness, this awareness has created Svasvarupe sthite. So being in one's own, you know, what's that? Uh, being in one's own, you know, glory has created like even your own dream without any involvement. It has just flowed without, you know, any kind of a, uh, it have, what, what should I say, idea that the dream has to look a certain way. It just unfolds. So too, the creation has unfolded. Not really does Bhagavan live in the five elements, you know. Tasya Swatmani Adhyasthasya Mithyatvadi Iti Abhiprayaha. In fact, he goes a, he goes a, 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 you know, he goes a step further and says that this whole thing is like a dream. Just like in your dream, what happens? The dream is superimposed as it were upon your you know, awareness. Is it not? Yeah. So this awareness, which was manifest as the waker and has now become the sleeper and then has now turned into the dreamer, half awake, dreams. And in the dream, what happens? The dream is projected upon the awareness. Yeah, the dream is not really there. Otherwise, if you dreamt that you went kayaking with another friend. Then when you wake up, the friend should be sitting there, the bed should be wet, there should be a big kayak on the bed and the friend should be very angry. Why did you dream about me? I need to go to work now. Get me to, you know, get me a shower and let me, drop me off to work because otherwise I'll be late. Don't dream of me anymore. But that doesn't happen because the dream, poof, dissolves, resolves where? Into that very awareness which projected this dream. So this is on the micro level we give this example uh, to understand that the creation is more of a manifestation of that, you know, that consciousness which is akarta, abhokta, which is, which doesn't create, which is just still, which does not, you know, receive the, uh, what's that? results of its own actions or anyone else's actions because it is free of doership, it is free of receivership and then what does it do? It doesn't do anything. The whole creation is projected on, the, on this consciousness called Bhagavan and what is that consciousness? That consciousness is nothing but this presence called I. When that body-mind-sense complex is, so to speak, you know, suspended from the equation, from the definition of the I. If you just go to the basic and say, are you here? Do you exist? Yes. And nobody says I exist because my body exists. No. Body may exist, but I am the observer of this body. I am the observer of this mind. And I know I am. We have seen this. I know I am. And so therefore what? And this I alone is that awareness, consciousness, 
upon which this whole jagat is projected. Swatmani adhyastha. And then what? Therefore, Mithyabhutasya jagataha. So, Mithyabhuta means that which is in the form of, you know, this jagat which can neither be denied nor be affirmed and which is dependent upon that awareness. As long as that awareness, that consciousness upholds, the jagat is going to be and as long as that consciousness continues to lend its presence, the jagat is going to be and then as soon as that awareness withdraws its presence, the jagat collapses. This is what is called avalambana, the jagat is completely dependent upon, you know what, Brahman. Yeah, jagat is dependent upon Brahman and you cannot say Brahman is dependent upon jagat. So, mithyabhutasya, you know, swatpani adhyasthasya iti abhiprayaha. And then he gives a very good quote. Briksha ivasthabdo divitishthatye kaste nedam purnam purushena sarvam. Briksha ivasthabdaha. You know, like even a, um, a tree, a big tree, you know, the trunk of it. Don't look at the branches and the twigs. The big tree is thabdaha, standing in one place. Divitishthati lives in its own glory, in its own light. Ekaha, that one being. Tena idam purnam purushena sarvam kritam. So by this being, this one Ishvara, and we already had a long discussion about one or many Ishwaras. So by this one Ishvara, the whole Jagat, Purnam, by this Ishvara called what? Purusha, the one who fulfills and completes everything. By this Ishvara, the entire Jagat has come into, has been created, has come into being. And who is this Purusha? Purna. And so what are you? Purna. Purnamadaha, Purnamidam, like this. And so come back to the text now. And, uh, you know, very beautiful. It's just, uh, uh, you know, very, very involved. And that's why I said, let's not worry about how much of this we study because whatever we study, we have to do it properly and fully and completely. And that that is plenty. And so, because you will still get everything, the gist of the whole Upanishad, I promise. So if you're having some ner nervousness that, oh, you know, there are so many prapathakas and we are only to the fourth mantra of the second one, when will this, when will we complete? Don't worry. You know, that's my job. Don't worry about it, you know, because if, if it is Purna, even one word studied is Purna. You get the whole. Yeah. So anyhow, so then uh, back to this thing. Back to the text. Yo uparistaha hava khalu. All that I am skipping. Yo uparistaha shruyate. Shruyate means in the Shruti one is, you know, known as the one who stands apart. And he gives an example. How does this Bhagavan stand apart? Guneshu iva urdhvareta saha. Like, you know, uh, like highly evolved, desireless ascetics yeah like ascetics who are so evolved like avadhutas and enlightened jnanis who are just there watching everything happen 
in the universe without being involved in samsara because they are abiding in their own glory and then what and then they are you know they are totally uh, what's that totally uninvolved from the jagat from from all its machinations and everything and then they are standing there just like that this bhagavan is also standing there and it's a very wonderful uh, expression because that means in order to understand myself in uh, as bhagavan the truth of myself i have to be like those ascetics because those ascetics have atmagyanam self gyanam self knowledge and so they therefore they are able to stand apart and if i also have atmagyanam i am also able to stand apart just like bhagavan bhagavan is standing apart because bhagavan also is fully has atmagyanam so that therefore this is a very important way of looking at guneshu iva urdhvareta saha and then what then so so this this portion what we have done yesterday and half of today constitutes the definition of brahman of bhagavan as you know uh, of brahman as what of, of brahman as jagat karanam you know jagat karanam and jagat karanam brahma this is one definition and it's a definition that one has to internalize and here usually the, the 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 definition from the standpoint of itself is given first but here the krama the the order is is ulta the order is displaced here you know and intentionally why because we are dealing with the jagat you cannot sort of start to appreciate you know a being who is you know in its own glory when you don't even know what that glory is when that glory itself is so hard to 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 describe you don't know what that is and so uh, situated in one's own glory means what you know and uh, sachidananda means what sat existence chit knowledge and ananda bliss with a capital b <laughs> supreme knowledge bliss what do you understand here nothing and so really speaking you know the a, a, an interesting way here the teaching is proceeding is through looking at the jagat and all its constituents which one can appreciate without atmagyanam one can say okay i have a body you know don't you have a body yes and don't you think it's subject to the five elements yes and you know what the five elements have come from this consciousness oh okay i can appreciate that i mean i don't know who this being is and what this consciousness is but okay it has come from somewhere it has to come from somewhere and since i have shraddha and since you are telling me that it has come from this consciousness okay theek hai no problem <laughs> and then what the five elements have come from this consciousness your body is part of the five elements okay so your body is also a product of this consciousness so to speak okay and then we have to then we go to the next level and say that this you know even though the body and the five elements etc are products of the consciousness the consciousness has not undergone any change in creating this body mind complex oh really how is that possible like even your dream you may dream of be somebody just you know hacking the bar, you know uh, hacking your house into pieces or injuring you in the process 
some violent people come, some robbers in the dream. They take away your possession, they destroy your house and they shoot a bullet that goes right on your leg. Let's say, you know, and you're screaming in pain and then you dream that you go to the hospital and the doctors make some ominous sound. And then what? And making ominous sounds, the doctors say the leg has to be cut off, amputated. And then you wake up. <laughs> you know, is the leg really amputated? No. Is there a bullet wound? No. Is, has your house been robbed? No. It was just a dream. Like so, so too, this Jagat is just, you know, a projection of that consciousness which the consciousness sustains, which the consciousness resolves, withdraws and which the consciousness projects. Oh, okay. Then what is this consciousness now? The akanksha, the, the, the desire to know what this consciousness is, you know, is created in the mind, you know. And to address that akanksha, we have, we have the, uh, we have the, now what is called, so now we have what is called the Swarupa Lakshana. So this Jagat Karanam, the definition of Brahman, Bhagavan from the standpoint of the universe and its relationship to the universe that it is uparistha, it is, it is outside of this universe so to speak, not influenced by it and not succumbing to the finitude of the universe. You know that definition is called Tatastha Lakshana. You know, Tatastha Lakshana. Tatastha Lakshanam or Tatastha Lakshana. And this Tatastha Lakshana means that it is a, it is a incidental definition. And then we have another definition because otherwise we cannot explain the Jagat. So connected to the Jagat, so to speak, the definition of this consciousness Bhagavan as the Jagat Karta, Jagat Dharta, Jagat Samharta, the one who projects, sustains and resolves this universe, you know, is called Tatastha Lakshana. Then what is this Bhagavan? What is its nature? Because the Jagat is not there always. So in between, you know, the Pralaya, there, there must be some, some being that is constant in between the cycles of creation. So what is the nature of that being? That is called the, you know, that is called the Swarupa Lakshana. Swarupa Lakshana means a definition of its nature without the Jagat. Sarupa Lakshana, that, you know, it is not incidental, it is its inherent nature. So, you know, like the inherent nature of uh, fire is what? You know, the inherent nature of fire is hot. So, if you define fire as hot, then you, you have the, you know, intrinsic definition. So, it's the inherent or intrinsic definition of Brahman. So that is called Swarupa Lakshana, inherent or intrinsic definition. The other one was what? Tatastha or incidental definition. Like a crow sitting on the house of your friend. So the crow comes and goes and it has pointed out the house. Maybe you didn't know and somebody said, oh, that's your friend's house. Which one? The crow sitting, you know, you see the crow? That one. Next time you go to your friend's house, you don't look where is the crow because now the house is already understood. 
similarly the tatastha lakshana the jagat being a as though product of brahman that the a projection of brahman it, it indicates brahman it indicates the nature of bhagavan as jagat karta you know jagat samharta jagat dhata all these things you know and then and then what then we need another definition where is this bhagavan who is creating this jagat this kind of a jagat who is projecting what is this nature of bhagavan then that is a permanent definition the other one is an impermanent definition because the jagat is impermanent so from the standpoint of the jagat we have an impermanent definition of bhagavan even though bhagavan is permanent <laughs> yeah so impermanent definition means a definition that comes and goes a definition that is not always holding true like you say that you know like if we take the you know prime minister of england theresa may and so what about this theresa may you know she is she is the pm and then you know and then what and then suddenly there are elections and then she is out of office so she is no longer prime minister so the prime minister has to do with a particular office holder being an office holder and you know and that office holder ship is the one you know we are talking that incidental definition because that office is no longer going to be there and then after that what a relatively permanent de definition she is just a citizen she is a citizen and now what is she prime minister <laughs> and then the portfolio goes why because there are some elections some change of power happens and then we say she is no longer prime minister she is just a citizen so the citizen is a permanent definition relatively speaking compared to the prime minister so likewise here too brahman you know <laughs> brahman is the is the prime reason why this jagat exists so this consciousness lends its light lends its presence and lends its uh, nature to everything that is there and the casing being finite the casings drop away the nama roopa drops away and the jagat collapses into brahman so to speak because it is dependent upon brahman like even your dream and then what and then what is this brahman kim tad brahma on its own what is it that that kind of a desire arises and so that's why we have the second definition here which takes up the whole uh, mantra number 4 uh, you know and let us look at that so the second definition is what swarupa definition swarupa lakshana meaning without which it cannot be can brahman live without the jagat can bhagavan be without jagat yes can bhagavan be without being sat chit ananda no so this sat chit ananda which we have already discussed maybe not called it that this presence and the sentience which continues limitlessly that is what is sat chit ananda and we'll have lots of opportunity to see this here uh, so that is what is discussed in the rest of the mantra so sava esha shuddhah utah shunyah shant hai aprana hai so we just see this bunch now 
So, Sava Eshaha. So, this indeed, this being is not only standing apart from the creation, but in itself, what is it? Shuddhaha. Shuddhaha means free of sorrow and fear and all the six shadripuhu, uh, six inimical emotions, kama, krodha, lobha, moha, madha, matsarya. What are those inimical emotions? You know, all kinds of desires and then what? All kinds of, uh, you know, raga, dvesha and then we have uh, the, you know, anger and uh, anger interestingly comes when raga and dvesha are thwarted. So we have raga, dvesha, we have anger and then what? We have uh, avarice, you know, kama, krodha, lobha, then moha, delusion and then we have kama, krodha, lobha, moha, madha, pride and then what's the sixth one? Matsarya, jealousy, intolerance of other people's progress, that is what is jealousy and uh, th th this is all these things together make up this, you know, make up this thing called, you know, this uh, uh, Ashuddhi, Antahkarana Ashuddhi. So, there are two kinds of Ashaucham or Ashuddhi. So, there is physical mala, meaning you go out and all the dust and everything collects on the body. That's why you come back and take a shower and clean off with soap. That is what is called Shuddhi Karanam, the, the, uh, the outer cleansing. But then the mind is full of all kinds of horrid feelings, fears, tears, you know, upset, apathy, pain, sorrow. That is also called Ashuddhi because it, it pains me to have these emotions. I, I know I'm free of those emotions, but somehow I'm stuck with these emotions. So that's what we need, an inner soap to cleanse the inner uh, Ashuddhi. What is that inner soap? Hari Nama, it's a soap called Om Namah Shivaya or Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. The more one chants, the more the inner impurities rub off. Even just a few minutes of this chanting, you know, protects, yeah, you know, Trayate Mahato Bhayat, it, it protects from all kinds of fears, just chanting. And, uh, you know, so this inner soap in the form of Hari, yeah, so this is what it is that the Jiva needs. But what about Bhagavan? Bhagavan is Shuddhaha. So why is Jiva not Shuddha? Because the Jiva has identified with everything finite. That is the primary Ashuddhi. So Bhagavan has not connected to that, you know, to, to, to all those emotions because the Bhagavan is not lamenting the, about finite things because Bhagavan is, is you know, gloriously abiding in, in one's own nature, in his, her own nature. So one is not affected by that. Therefore, Shuddhaha. And then what? Pūtaha, pure. So Pūtaha also means pure. Shuddhaha means clean of ragadveshas and all uh, emotions. Pūtaha means free of Papa and Punya. Papa and Punya come when there is an ownership of action. Yeah. 
and this again we have to discuss a little bit because otherwise the serial offender the, the habitual offender will also say aham akarta i didn't do before i should be what abhokta i should not receive i should not go to the bazaar this cannot be the debt so we have to look a little bit into it how is saying i am akarta how is the gyani saying i am akarta this is a very nice story told and uh, there was a you know the on the banks of yamuna on one side lord krishna was sitting and then on the other side a sage was sitting i i think it was either lord krishna's teacher santipani or maybe it was vaishampayana i don't know but it doesn't matter you know let's just say that a very you know agnani sage was sitting and then the the gopis you know they crossed the uh, first the yamuna uh, was not in state it was you know it was uh, uh, the, there was a shallow portion where they crossed and uh, you know um went the, they were on that side so they crossed and came on this side and brought a lot of lovely delicacies that favorite things dishes for you know the the sage they brought bhiksha for the sage and the you know the the sage ate nicely and gave a few belches as a mark of satisfaction and then what happened the yamuna started to rise yeah maybe it was the full moon and the effect of the tides or whatever it was and the yamuna started to rise 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 then there was perhaps it had rained and then suddenly there was this deluge and then the gopis went to the sage caught hold of his feet they said we still have to go to the other side and take all the food to lord krishna we have to do and then so please let it be you know please do something make this water part so we can walk through now we can't walk so the sage says go to the mother yamuna and say that if the sage has not even eaten a single morsel let the waters open up and the gopis said come on come on o rishi we have ourselves fed you with our hands and we saw how you smacked your lips and you know uh, licked all of your fingers didn't even leave a few grains in your plate you cleaned your plate completely you licked it clean and then now you are saying that you haven't eaten a single even a single grain of rice how is that possible and the sage says okay if you don't want to try this don't you can remain here i don't care and then they said no 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 we need to go and then they they half heartedly said oh mother yamuna please part your waters if the sage has not had a single morsel to eat and lo and behold the yamuna parts her waters the gopis cross go to the other side they frolic with krishna they give him some food and then you know he catches hold of the angavastram of one gopi and he pinches the cheek of the other and lot of you know songs are sung dances are danced bhajans are done and then again the same problem the water has come back now it is what <laughs> you know now it is neck deep they cannot even more than neck deep it is they 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 drown if they go and they again beg krishna oh you can do miracles and uh, we know that so can you please part the waters so that we can go home our husbands are waiting or our children are waiting we have to feed them and lord krishna says 
okay go to mother yamuna go on her bank and say if lord krishna is a nitya brahmachari urdhvareta saha here you know the, forever celebrate has not you know flirted even a little bit has not even looked at a woman in his life if uh, lord krishna is a nitya brahmachari may the river open up so that may the river part her waters so that you can walk through and the gopi says no 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 we know how clever you are we know how wily you are this is not this will not work why you 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 just now pinch my cheek and my friend over here you just try to pull her angavastram and this one over here you try to hold her hand and you you were you know saying whispering sweet nothing to the fourth one and so how can we say that you are a nitya brahmachari and lord krishna says suit yourself ladies oh but night is falling you know oh i will love all your company let us just be together all night long no problem they said no 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 and then they go to the river bank again if they said the the same mantra on the other side half heartedly here they say quarter heartedly you know they say okay if if krishna is a nitya brahmachari may the river open open up her waters and mother yamuna opens up the waters and they walk through and this story is show is 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 uh, cited to show that that same asangatvam the free of karma which bhagavan has the sage sitting on the opposite direction also has shotriyasya cha shotriyasya cha kamahatasya so the one who has self knowledge is shotriya and who is what akamahatah not hijacked kamena nahatah not hijacked by desires is is free of papa free of punya because there is no actor there but who was the one who was pinching the cheeks of the gopis and holding their hands and pulling their angavastram as though leela it is a leela it is a role that is being played here who is the one who ate the butter and krishna was a pro in this right from the beginning baby krishna in its did take now to say this baby krishna was so aware of his own intrinsic nature as bhagavan that the, you know that he would say main nahi ma khana khayo i didn't eat the butter ma and yashoda was just so frustrated yashoda would say then look you know your mouth is full of butter your hands are full of butter your feet you have left buttery footprints from the door to here fat fat feet full of buttery footprints and then in fact i can't even catch you your whole body is slippery full of butter and you say you haven't eaten the butter if you didn't eat the butter who ate the butter and the little baby krishna says you know the whole all those bullies in the neighborhood they are big bullies those gwalas the children of those milkmen and the milkmaids they are all big bullies they ate the butter but since i am small and cute and innocent and defenseless they rubbed the butter on my face and hands and feet to frame me i have been framed <laughs> you know this is what he says akartritva yeah 
and in fact the butter represents karma phala because you have to keep doing like this and you know eking the butter well nowadays they just buy ready made butter but in the olden times nobody went and bought butter you know you had the milk and you would make it into yogurt and you would churn the yogurt to get the butter and so the butter is karma phala and krishna stealing how butter from many houses is stealing away the devotees papa yeah papa and punya even though one keeps the butter in a high place meaning one want one is addicted to this karma phala and the devotion to to bhagavan takes away the papa punya because bhagavan is free of papa punya so there is no action so to speak and no result of action because why the there is no actor but the person is acting as though acting but how can you say that this is how it is how do i wrap my mind around this that the gyani is as though acting the lord is as though acting because the whole you know the whole as though here is because there is no desire that is where we have we have to keep going back to no desire satya sankalpaha no desire because only when there is desire then only there is action you see there is a link between kama and karma in fact this is called the vicious chain avidya kama karma shrinkhala shrinkhala means chain so self knowledge is not there i think i i don't know who i am therefore what i take myself to be what i am not and then because i i don't you know i don't like who i am who i have identified with i don't like that i am finite then what happens therefore i you know i start doing things to make myself infinite so you see how all actions you know karma kama pravartakah kamena pravrittah sorry the other way around kamah karma pravartakah so the desire spurs you into action to to get something or to get rid of something all actions are to keep away the unpleasant and to gain the pleasant that is how all the actions are and so these actions are fraught with you know with identification that i am the actor and i want this to happen i don't want this to happen so one becomes addicted to this notion i am an actor because one is addicted to desire and desire is because one doesn't know oneself so in the case of bhagavan naturally putah naturally free of action because there is nothing to achieve in the case of the sage the gyani again nothing to accomplish nothing to achieve therefore no desire therefore whatever the sage does and the sage does do a lot of things you know you saw pujya swami ji doing so many things it becomes a spontaneous action for the sake of loka sangraha helping people that is what it is it is not to gain something for oneself ओम शांति 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओ